What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Story Worth Sharing podcast. I'm Chris. I'm joined by Emmy, as always. What's up, Emmy? What's up, Chris? I asked you first. Okay, well, fair question. I'm great. It's another great day to do the podcast with you. So yes. yeah, here we are. It's always a great day to do the podcast. You're right. We honestly don't do it enough. You know, I got a text uh, a couple days ago from my mother-in-law, actually. Shout out, mom-in-law, Beth. <laughs> uh, and she said, great episode. I'm so glad the podcast is back. And I was like, I didn't even know you listened to the podcast. Wow. So We have a new fan almost every day. Yeah. You don't know? It's pretty great. So people are glad season three is back. This is episode three of season three. Yep, we're rolling right along. Yeah, it's it's good to be back in the saddle. Yeah. So, my question for you today, Christopher. I'm I'm always a little like nervous about this. Don't be nervous. I would never really try to stump you with anything. Well, maybe other than like, are you smarter than the fifth grader from last episode? And those weren't that hard. You did great. That's true. We we rocked it. Yeah, you did. True. Okay, my question. Well, what are your feelings on milk? Are you a milk drinker? Do you like it with your cereal? (laughs) How are you feeling? Uh, That. I, of all the places I thought this was going to go, that's not exactly what I thought. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm down with milk. Do you like like the different kinds, like almond milk? I haven't experimented milk. a whole lot. Okay, uh, I've had almond milk a couple times. It's okay. Yeah, um, it serves a purpose for people right. who are lactose intolerant. Yeah. I think it's great that it exists. Right. Not real down with soy milk. Um, not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I would say I'm not overly experimental with my milk. That's fair. Consumption. Well, but. for anyone that doesn't know, there's a new type of milk now. What is it? You want to take one guess? Just take a guess. What do oh. you think someone can make milk? From? Uh, what, I, I don't. That's <laughs> not this that, kind of podcast. I don't want to ask that question. Yeah, this is not that kind but, of podcast to me. Okay. Um, but I would go with um, what can they make milk out of? From um, uh, grass. It's a great guess. No. Okay. So there is now potato milk. What? <laughs> that was my reaction. So apparently. It's not obviously in America yet, but I think it's from Sweden. Okay. You can actually buy it. They already have like, I'll have to show you just what this looks like, but look, they have like potato dairy free. Okay. They have a barista version that you can put in your coffee. Wow. It's supposed to be great and an unsweetened, which I don't feel like that's going to benefit anyone. Yeah. Unsweetened potato milk. But I'm just like, sign me up. Yeah. I just don't know how I feel about that one. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of cereal milk? You know what I'm talking about? It's like, you know, the, no. uh, you put Lucky Charms in a bowl, you pour cereal, like milk over it. Uh-huh. And then at the end you have what is right. like cereal milk. Okay. It's like the leftover milk. Mm-hmm. Right. And it tastes like Lucky Charms, whatever. Right. They sell that stuff now. It was actually on Shark Tank, but they sell this milk. I don't think it got picked up, but they sell this milk. <laughs> well. that's like flavored, like cinnamon toast crunch or fruit loops or Lucky Charms or whatever. I yeah. would say I've never seen that anywhere. So yeah, I think it's that's, not like in the grocery stores. You couldn't like find I, it. I ate some. I don't know if we have it around oh. here, uh, but it that's way it. better than potato milk. Yeah. I, for me, that's just a no go apparently because it's not, I guess here yet. Fair. People have put out like recipes of how you can make it. I was like, that's definitely not safe to just try and make it yourself. <laughs> Unpasteurized like that's not potato it. milk. Anyway. Yeah. So. Well, I'm curious to see what today's guest thinks. Uh, we have one of my dear friends, Man, it has been uh, an interesting ride, uh, even getting connected to this guy. And I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of that. But man, we're excited to have Thomas Mask on the podcast today. Yeah. What's yo, up, yo, Thomas? yo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You need your own hype man. Uh, I'll be your hype man. But uh, thanks, thanks. Okay, so Thomas, are you a milk drinker? Uh, y- yes, I love milk. And actually, uh, you know how the people ask, like, what's a person's serial killer trait? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that? No. 
like, hey, oh, what's hey, your cook? you know like, they're a serial killer because yeah. are you? They might be a serial killer because right. Like if I was on the news some days, like a serial killer, and you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, yeah. makes okay. sense because X Y Z. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. mine oh, is no. that. So I do enjoy drinking a good old glass of crisp milk every now and then. <laughs> but the best part about it is right when you finish a glass of milk, filling it with water, and I think the water tastes better if it's just a little murky. What? Like the leftover milk? I'm not gonna lie. What? Don't Thomas? knock it till you try it. <laughs> I don't need to that's try it to knock it. Drink. You know, some things it's like okay, it's like, so don't knock good. It till you try. But that that's one of those. It's like no, knock it before you try it. People that's, see dirty water and they're like, no, that's I'm it's not. It's literally that. dirty water, but it's so good. It's like dishwater. <laughs> like why would you? That it's not like you taste the milk. I don't know why it's better. I can totally see why people say that's your serial killer trait. Yeah. That would yeah. be a red flag for if sure. You, if you end up on the news and they come to me, I'm going to be like, they should have known he drinks water after he drinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even milk if water. there's like a serial killer with that's unidentified, you can call them and say, milk I think water. I know yeah. who it is. Exactly. Oh milk water. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I do like milk. Yes. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I saw that Shark Tank episode too. Yeah. The yeah. cereal milk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Dang, what it's called, it. but yeah, you yeah. should. I gotta catch, catch up. up on oh <laughs> How far ago was that? Uh, a couple seasons. But. Oh, good. Okay. So, Thomas, before we like fully dive into your story and, and talk about the the different aspects and the people and, and lessons you've learned, give us a little elevator sales pitch. Like, who are you? Why are you here today? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> because I asked you to be. But who are you? What do you do? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, who am I? I'm a child of God. Um, end of podcast. Yeah, Walk it. away. Done. Yeah. Yeah. R- right now I work at Grace Bible Church. Awesome. Obviously we know each other from, I did go to Brazos Fellowship yeah. um, in 2019, 2020. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> those were good years. You I left and the pandemic hit, so it's your fault. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Didn't put it together, Whoa. but <laughs> until right now. Wow. Oh man. Wow. I'll repent. My bad. Um, <laughs> But wait, so you're asking who am I? What what, what do you want to know? <laughs> He's really reflecting. We're, we're He's already like, wow, off the rails. Yep. <laughs> we're already off the rails and we are five minutes in. No, um so you say you work at Grace Bible. What do you do? Right. You are in their fellows program, right? Right. Yeah. I'm a college fellow over at Anderson College. Um Grace Anderson, so we have four campuses now. Um What does that mean to say you are a college fellow? That's a great question. Um so uh, it's kind of it's a two year leadership development program, ministry development. I, I'm taking seminary classes while I'm there. We do a lot of stuff just running the college ministry, and then we take different specific roles within. Like some people would do social media, uh, other things you're passionate about. Um, I do a lot of discipling of students and leading and training Bible study leaders and a lot of mission stuff. Gotten to lead some trips, going on another trip here pretty soon. Um, and so I've kind of. I love just being around as many people yeah. as I possibly can be, having conversations with students, uh, having conversations with lost people. Literally right straight from here, I'm going to the mall to do some evangelism. Yeah, so, that's awesome. So good. That's what I love. That's <laughs> uh, so cool. And I feel like we're going to get into more of that when we just talk about um, more of your story. But I'm guessing um, at some point, ministry was not on your radar of like, this is Mm -hmm. what I feel like God has called me to or or who I think that I am or who I am in Christ or any of those things. Mm -hmm. And so when you reflect back on your story and you think about kind of where you are now and even, you know, we, we get to have 
lunch and, and meet pretty regularly. And yeah. I know that you're in the process of just really praying through and considering what comes next. And so when you mm-hmm. take all those things into consideration, what would you say are some of the moments, kind of those pivotal circumstances, those mile markers in your life that kind of got you to where you are now of sitting here saying, man, I'm, I work full time at a yeah. church, part of this two year program, taking seminary classes, really pursuing what it might look like to be in ministry. What are some of the moments in your life that have played a huge role? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. And I think my story is, is cool uh, because well, that's good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I have a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You have to have a cool story if you like murky water, milk. <laughs> Something gets you there. Oh, man. Um, but I would really describe my story, what the Lord has done in my life, as like Psalm 34, uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. There wasn't uh, a moment where a switch flipped and everything changed. It was like I grew up uh, in the church and then decided I was burnt out. I remember my senior year of high school, I told my parents I was burnt out. Um, did whatever I wanted, like freshman year of college, kind of sophomore year. Um, and the moments that have really had an impact on me is when the Lord speaks. Yeah. Um, and I remember sophomore year, part of the way through just sitting in my apartment and thinking like there has to be more, uh, like there has to be more than waking up every morning and like feeling like shame. And so just started reading Matthew and seeing like written by a Jew to the Jews about the King of the Jews and all these prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. Uh, and it was just like a little bit, I'll give my life a little bit more mm. to Jesus uh, in a process of years now, uh, ever since I guess that was 2016, 17 of just little by little tasting and seeing that the Lord is good and giving him more and more getting to go on. One of the biggest events that like shifted it is going overseas. Um, the Lord, I think used three years where I went to Antioch for unbelievable things and some crazy God stories for even, even how I got involved. There some cool, like just encounters of the God doing supernatural stuff and then going overseas to Egypt, uh, with Brazos fellowship and getting to do reach team with breakaway, uh, getting involved with a lot of international students, God opening my eyes to a un- crazy need across the world with lost people. It's probably the thing that's impacted my life the most is being around the lost and being around the unreached of the world uh, has had a massive, massive impact on my life again, just moments where he speaks very specific. How do you get from, you know, sophomore year sitting in your apartment, opening up Matthew and being like, okay, I'm going to give a little bit more mm-hmm. to this. And I, and you said it, right. It's these moments where God speaks and, and it's stuff that happens over a period of time. But how do you get from that moment to man? I, have now you specifically have now been overseas multiple times, um, have such a heart for the international community, specifically even the 1040 window and unreached Mm -hmm. people groups like that. That's still a pretty big leap from I'm waking up with shame and regret every morning to, I want to be the tip of the spear going to the ends of the earth. Yeah. This is a huge thing that is even hard for me. I, I wouldn't call myself the most patient person in the world. Uh, It's probably one of the areas I need the most growth in. (laughs) Uh, But it's little yeses. Mm. Um, So often when we want life change or there's something in our life that we want to be different, uh, we want to wake up the next day and it's just different. When in reality, it's those little moments that seem meaningless. Like no matter what I choose here, it's really not that big of a deal. But it compounds little yeses Mm. uh, into over time, just massive, massive change. And I would say sophomore year, 
even just the really small yeses of, yeah, I'll get involved with community, start changing who I hang out with. I'm going to start speaking in a better way um, and try to have an influence on people and just hang out with people that value the things that I want to be like. And over time, it really, really changes. Uh, it changed who I am as a person. Um, and then I think through naturally just saying those little yeses, you're put in situations. I was put in situations that got me here. Like going to Egypt with Brazos Fellowship was a weird thing. Of uh, I was banner holding for Breakaway yeah. with Gabe Munoz. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to Egypt this summer. And I was totally messing around. And I was like, take me with you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and then we yeah. met. And it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, God put this opportunity mm-hmm. in my lap now. So yeah. I, I could go. And I did. And then it was a cool thing with getting to do Reach Team. Um, and then I was like, I'm still not called to ministry. Uh, I was like, I'm getting my finance degree. I'm, I got things to do, money mm-hmm. to make. Um, and I told Jacob Smith no to fellows. Yeah. App deadline passed. And God was like, actually. <laughs> so I went back and Jacob Smith said, uh, rules were made to serve us, not us to serve them. My Come on, Jacob quote. Smith. Come on, Jacob Smith. Uh, and so now here I am as a fellow and I've gotten to go to Central Asia and other things. And just those little yeses where it's just like this one experience uh, by itself is not going to completely transform yeah make me a hundred percent sanctified, but with all the little yeses compounding, it gets me from a place of opening Matthew to, I want to give my life to the unreached. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. And and I, I think it's so cool because you saw God's faithfulness each time you said yes, mm-hmm. it became not necessarily easier, but it at least became more obvious at times when yeah. the Holy spirit speaks and says, Hey, I know the app deadline has passed and I know that you might look like a fool because you're now coming hat in hand and being like, Hey, I, I, I wasn't responsible, et cetera, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're like, but I need to be obedient to what God's calling me to do. And so right. I'm going to go ahead and say yes again, because I know that God is faithful and I know that he's speaking and I know that he's calling me. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so good. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> God, I think, he speaks. <laughs> no, I, that's so incredible to hear. Like I haven't really heard your story, but I think mm-hmm. what's really cool is when we look back at those moments and we hear those, you know, remember those seasons and stuff. My favorite thing is thinking about the people God brought into that. Mm-hmm. And so who would you say were some of those people that were brought into your story? Like in that time where maybe you weren't fully like living for God and even like brought you through that. And who are those people like maybe now that are still kind of speaking into that for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. There's been a lot of people throughout my life. Even just growing up, Monty Page, Mr. Page, uh, when I was like younger and really wasn't following the Lord at all, all I wanted to do was play sports. Uh, and I, naturally in the sports world, not always, but uh, it's an area that's just filled with a lot of pride. It's like, yeah. me, me, how can I be the best? Yeah. Um, and that was how my mind worked. And Monty uh, played professional soccer in Brazil. And I've never seen someone so sold out for the Lord. And so to see someone who was like an idol sports wise and like, dude, you're more athletic than I'll ever be. Yeah. Uh, And you can beat me even though you're 30 years older than me, but yet you follow the Lord so closely. Like, how Mm -hmm. does that fit? Um, And so even to this day, I just had a conversation with him like last week on the phone. I love that guy. My middle school pastor, Joe Harms, unbelievable. Uh, And I think the biggest impact he's had on me is that, uh, every Saturday, even I didn't know it for the longest time, but every Saturday morning he prays for me. Mm. Um, and I think that is probably a big reason why I am where I am now. So 
Uh, and then when I found out, he just has like names that he prays for on certain days, and I'm one of the ones on Saturday, and the power of prayer works. And yeah. so mm-hmm. even just his faithfulness has meant a lot to me. Uh, relationship with you, Chris, Jacob Smith, has been awesome. A lot of guys just challenging mm-hmm. me that I met through Impact Breakaway Local Church. Yeah, I would. I can't really. I can point to so many. Sure, just yeah. the body as a whole. Man, it's so cool because there's a, a common thread already in both the moments and the people. It's like it's not necessarily even though you named some names, it's not necessarily any one specific moment or any one specific person. And you had no idea that Monty Page was going to have that kind of an impact on you mm-hmm. in the moment, right? But right. now you look back years and years and years later and you're like oh my gosh look at Mm -hmm. how faithful once again how faithful god was in that season to put this person in front of me and to show me this example of his goodness and of his sovereignty and i got to experience that firsthand later to be able to draw on that and say man that's an example of what it looks like to lay down my pride to not make it all about me and to honor god and to serve him no matter what station Mm. or situation of life i find myself in that's just incredible yeah he knows what we need. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we have no idea. Yeah. I'm like, get off my back, Monty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love that guy. <laughs> you still have a relationship with him and, and still talk to him on the phone. That's incredible. Yeah. No, he's he's really cool. And he actually challenged me big time a couple weeks ago. Made me kind of shift. Just asking me really challenging questions made me shift again the course of my life just by asking questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Cool relationships. You have already mentioned some of this, but there are lessons that are learned. And and so often we Mm. learn these lessons through uh, obvious means, right? These practical, Mm -hmm. practical teaching and these people that come into our life and we have these encounters and they speak truth into us. And then there are other lessons that we just kind of pick up along the way or trial and error, or we fall on our face and we're like, okay, I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. again. Lesson learned. Uh, But what would you say are some of the lessons that have shaped you in this trajectory in this path of pursuing, man, I want to give my life to the unreached, whatever that looks like, whether that's mm-hmm. in the business world, whether that is overseas in the 1040 window, what, whatever that is, mm-hmm. I want to give my life to this. What would you say are some of the lessons you have learned and some of the the teaching that has had the greatest impact on you in that process? Wow. Where do I start? <laughs> um, there's quite a few things that have completely shifted the course of my life. Um, one of them is the little yeses, um, that I mentioned earlier, just, uh, not living for that one big moment, but those little yeses and understanding the process and, uh, patience that come along with that, because they're so, so easy so many times to just want to look forward. Like right now I'm in my last semester of fellows and I'm just like, what's next. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that makes me every day that makes me want to get out of bed is the thought that. Like God has prepared good works and events for us to do. Like he has something in mind. He's a miracle working God. And that's huge. One in and of itself that has changed my mindset on life is the fact that the same God that we read about in scripture who uh, parted the Red Sea and created the world with just his voice and rose from the dead and all these crazy miracles that we don't expect to see anymore. Like that's, it's the same God. Yeah. Um, and thinking that and that he still wants to do those things in our lives and in the world right now so good is huge and so every day when you wake up instead of like thinking something huge has to happen today it might uh but those little yeses will lead up to that moment and you don't know when it's coming and that's one of the things that keeps me going is 
who knows, maybe my entire life, like God has a purpose for my life, which is one conversation Mm -hmm. with one person and their eternity will shift forever. And that might come tomorrow. Who am I to say it's not? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe my entire life up to this point has been preparation and God working in and through me for something. Maybe it's someone I'm about to meet in the mall in two hours. Yeah. And I have no idea. It's just waking up every day. I have to say yes today because this could be what God has been preparing my life for. This could be what he's going to use me for. That's good. It's one of those just like little lessons of just say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to sidetrack you because I know you have more, but as you were talking and just sharing that, I was thinking about Mm -hmm. even the power of one of the reasons why we started this podcast of you may not in the moment recognize how every single thing is going to have such a huge impact, but as you begin to process that and even sitting here hearing you recount and retell some of, of how God has moved in your life and how you've mm-hmm. gotten to where you are, man, God uses our story to impact other people. And we don't know the weight of our story and our circumstances and the lessons that we've learned until we open up and begin to share and see how God wants to use that to impact other people. And I know because you have had the opportunity both here at Brazos and at mm-hmm. Grace through through Fellows mm-hmm. to be able to get up and share. And part of sharing is you have to make it personal, right? It's like right. I can teach you truth and I can unpack scripture and that's powerful, mm-hmm. but I need to be able to connect it to the personal, like, okay, what do I do? How do I walk around with this? Well, the right. easiest way to do that is to be vulnerable and share. Mm-hmm. This is where I have experienced this. This is where I have learn this lesson the hard way or failed or where God has been sovereign and I've interacted with that. And as we open up and share our story. And so for you to be able to recognize like, man, I have no idea how God is going to use what has happened or whatever to impact someone else, but it might be the next conversation I have. It might be Mm -hmm. the next moment of vulnerability that I open myself Mm -hmm. up for. And that may be the whole point of all of this. I have to say yes and be ready to put myself in a position for however God wants to move in that way. Yeah. So good. So good. Stand up when you preach, Chris. <laughs> you ain't supposed to be sitting when you go off oh, like that. Man. Oh, man. I, know, I feel like that's really hard for you to sit still when you like really get. You know, yeah, I, I talk with my hands a lot, so yeah, uh, I'd have to tuck them under my leg every once in a while. Be like, okay, I love down. it. Hey, when I preach, that's what they say to me. They say, "Stop walking so yeah, much." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sit still. Yeah, I, I feel that one. What other What other lessons would you say are, are some pivotal lessons for you? One of the other ones is just like be with God. Uh, stop doing for God so much. Just be with him. Listen to his voice. I think that's one of the things that I think the church that I've grown up in, at least as a whole, the American church as a whole, has gotten away from is listening to God. Uh, we like to talk at God so much mm-hmm. and we like to tell him uh, what we want him to do mm-hmm. and all of these things. But how much do we sit in silence? Uh, how, when do we just stop and slow down? And just sit in his presence, yeah. even if he doesn't say anything. Like, this is God, like the God, the creator. Uh, we can just be with him, and he knows our name, and he comforts us. Uh, and so often we want to be human doings. That's what I read in the book, and not human beings. Mm-hmm. Just come on, just be, yeah. um, and just stop and pray. And so that's one of the things that I think has shifted and transformed my life a lot, is learning to listen to God and through that, uh, I think that's why I am wh- why I am where I am uh, is because God speaks when you listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably be doing sales right now if I didn't listen to yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, would I live an obedient life and would I honor the Lord and and have fun and 
everything. Sure. Yeah. Like I would probably live a good life uh, and I wouldn't be disobedient to God. But as you learn to listen to his voice, what if you could be even more obedient? What I want to be obedient to the fullest mm. extent. How can I give God the most glory yeah. and not just some glory? Yeah. Um, and as we learn to listen to his voice, I think instead of doing always what we want to do, he does give us freedom, but we can step out and, and give him the absolute most glory. And I think that has changed my life a lot. Wow. Who should be standing up now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Take turns. laughs> so good. I think as, you know, we, when we learn things, you know, we go through this walk mm-hmm. and we're growing and we're learning and you've had a lot of experience of getting to travel overseas and being a yeah. fellow. And so I think when we learn, like it's then, okay, well, how do we take action steps and how do we apply that to our daily lives? So what are some disciplines that you've picked up along the way that you've put into your life that have helped you in your walk and that maybe you've had for a season and maybe you've transformed them. Like what is, mm-hmm. what are some of your disciplines look like? They do change a lot. Uh, and that's something that I've thought about is, is even just asking God, what's the best way for me to <clears throat> spend time with you right now? Because mm-hmm. like, what if you were in a relationship and you you only went on the same date for 50 years and you only did the same exact thing with them. That's like, good. You only see one side of someone. That's like, good, dude. Stepping out and doing so many different things with them and, and talking in different ways. Um, and literally just like being with God um, <clears throat> is I think huge. And listening, I will say, I just said it, but I'll say it again. Listening prayer, learning to sit yeah. and stop and listen. Um, keeping your eyes open, uh, asking God, just the simple prayer of God, open my eyes to what you're doing. Um, help me to see you. Not being afraid to ask God for powerful things like God, help me uh, encounter you in a miraculous way. Like he is a miracle working God and we want to experience him. We shouldn't be afraid to ask him yeah. to do that. Um, he still gives dreams and he still speaks and yeah, and I think even just day by day, moment by moment, asking God, like, God, what would glorify you most right now? Like, sure, can I, do I have to be praying 24-7? No. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the way that we walk, the way we talk, the way we sleep, the way we uh, interact with people, the way we play basketball or golf, uh, preach, literally everything should be for the glory of God uh, and connecting the monotonous moments and little things to giving him glory is just little practices. Yeah. It's something that people look over. It's not easy to say what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and you and I have had a, a lot of conversations and people are like, Oh, easier said than done. And, and that's a true statement. But even what you just said is not even easy to say. It comes mm-hmm. from experience, but you and I've had a lot of conversations and I love what you said. The analogy of like dating someone for 50 years. If you only went on the same date, like you only get to know them one way. It's been cool to see your journey. And I've been challenged by your journey because I think you even asked me, we had lunch like two weeks ago and you mm-hmm. asked me the question, what spiritual disciplines are you being challenged with right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you have some guys you're discipling and y'all had just had a conversation on like, these are some specific spiritual disciplines we really want to focus on right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, um, give attention to not that they're more important than any others, but in this season, in this moment, something we want to practice, right. Put into practice. Yeah. That is great. But how do you, do that mm-hmm. one how do you have the perspective to recognize like i need to practice dis- different disciplines and i need to uh, broaden my perspective and horizons on how i interact with god and then when you say things like listening prayer those two things sound like they are the <laughs> antithesis of each other right, right. <laughs> listening and prayer it's like no prayer is what i do before i eat or what i do when i need something yeah. like prayer involves words and me talking to god or at god yeah <clears throat> although it's that's not true theologically, mm-hmm. but 
how do you practice something like listening prayer when maybe that isn't something you've been exposed to a whole lot? Humbling yourself <laughs> because you, it feels weird and dumb at first and you're just like, I don't know how to do this, but just asking people who do it, ask questions for people who do it and look in the word at uh, times when God spoke to people. Because uh, so often we get bogged down by like, what if it's my thoughts that God is putting in my mind and valid, like, we should be aware of that. But I mean, if it aligns with his word, if it aligns with his character and our community that he's placed around us is uh, supporting you in what you're deciding, like step forward in it. Yeah. Like just trust that God is uh, speaking. Uh, and I think community, God in so many ways, like shows us what disciplines to step out in. Uh, one, it's just like the people surround yourself with people that will challenge you and that know where you're at and be crazy vulnerable and see different perspectives. Everyone's learning different things. God's teaching them different things. And we can challenge each other in ways that uh, we just don't expect. Uh, my disciples and I right now are doing a challenge this week because we realized our prayers so often are just like habitual. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what if we were like actually present with God and we didn't just do something because we just always pray before a meal. And so this week we are, uh, three things to disrupt our normal prayer life and make us just more aware of actually praying is uh, we're not praying before meals. Instead, you pray before you walk into a a new place, uh, like before a door. Uh, Keep your eyes open when you pray uh, just to disrupt. Like it's just so Mm -hmm. habitual. And three, call him dad instead of God, father, all these things. Like something, little changes that will change your perspective. Uh, I had to call... We had to say dad when we went on our Central Asia trip, and it was so weird at first. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but by the end of the month, it was like life changing because you just mm. see him in a different way. And so I think the huge thing is like community. Like my disciples and I, uh, when we talk about these things, we see different perspectives. We can challenge each other in different ways. People are just like, hey, I want to fast. Uh, or other people are like, I want to grow in being present. I want to grow in listening. And as community speaks into that, it challenges which yeah. disciplines to grow in. How do you keep it, um, you know, they're saying keep the main thing mm-hmm. the main thing. Yeah. How do you keep it about the pursuit of Jesus and not the pursuit of discipline? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it is being with God. Uh, like first and foremost, before anything else in discipleship, in personal time with God, in anything, it can never get to like be a checklist. Yeah. Uh, sitting in silence every day and asking God, what do you have to say to me? Uh, really changes the perspective of like I have to stop and I have to listen because what I do today cannot be out of my own strength like it has to be God speaking into me like it has to be out of the overflow Uh, and so that's why you know a lot of times is it bad to do a quiet time at night no not at all you can do whatever you want but I think there's so so much value in even people that aren't warning people getting up early Mm -hmm starting your day in silence with God and working out of an overflow of being yeah. with him yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that it doesn't, because it is easy to just be like, I just need to do disciplines. And mm-hmm. then you're just burnt out so much burnout. Love it. You're in a, a unique position. We ask this question kind of to wrap up these conversations every mm-hmm. episode. And um, I've definitely had this conversation with you before. And it's the, it's the, you know, how do you put this into practice? Mm-hmm. we, kind of uh, centralize it to ask this question of, so what? Like, okay, great. You just said all that stuff, but so what? What does that actually mean? How does right. that actually play out? But you're you're in a unique place because, like you said, you're in the last semester of your fellows program. Mm-hmm. You're 
praying and considering what comes next. And so how do you take this? Because on the surface, everything mm-hmm. you have said about your experiences, the people that got us put into your life, the lessons that you have learned, your private disciplines, all of these things point towards a very clear, and we've said it multiple times, like life overseas in the 1040 window, mm-hmm. right? right? But that may not be the next step for you. And and you and I have had a lot of conversations about that. And the Mm -hmm. next step may be the business world. The next step may be overseas in the 1040 window, but you're, you're in the process of discerning and figuring out kind of what comes next. So taking that into consideration as you pray and as you listen and as you pursue the Holy spirit and, and, you know, Psalm 139 tells us he charts the path before us and tells us where to stop and rest. Mm -hmm. When you think about that, what comes next, what God has for you, where he's calling you. How do like how do you factor in all of these things mm-hmm. and, and how does that influence that decision and kind of how it this plays out into who you are and how God uses you next? Yeah. Uh so even since the last time we talked, uh my plan for my life has changed or where I believe God is leading me and calling yeah. me. Because I was feeling called to the business world. Uh, corporate America. And as I think about it, my dream vision for my life, what I believe God uh, spoke and uh, is that going to come true? I pray it does, but I, I don't know, but it's what I'm going to live towards is the number 1 billion. Uh, it's something that I even consider getting, getting tattooed on my wrist where I can cover it up by my watch. So, you know, <laughs> JIC, uh, that means just in case. <laughs> uh, uh. But the number one billion is my dream and vision for my life of uh, God could use my life for one billion spiritual descendants, like to impact one billion people coming to faith. And that doesn't mean that I preach to one billion people and that one billion people come to faith through me. It could be that I talk to one person, like I said, someone at the mall that I talked to in two hours, one person, and that God could use my life to then him, anyone be a crazy spiritual multiplication multiplication is like God's vision for reaching the world. And so I think as I, as we've talked about, you know, little yeses and believing in a miracle working God and being with God and listening, uh, all of it comes together for me. And I believe the vision that God has given me through all of it is like 1 billion. Like how can I leverage my life for 1 billion people to hear the gospel, uh, to be able to give their life to it? And I have community around me that are challenging me. Dylan Boyd, one of my roommates who's an unbelievable guy, uh, was just asking me a couple weeks ago, like, what are you doing right now uh, to reach so that you, this vision you have for your life come true? Yeah. And like I mentioned, I could go into the business world. I could be obedient. I could honor the mm-hmm. Lord, uh, and it'd be great. Uh, but I think I, I have to go. Like, I have to go to the 1040 window to fully use my gifts, to fully steward the passions, experiences, everything God has given me, like I just have to be overseas. Um, and so now I'm looking at what's next and uh, I believe God is speaking. I've done a lot of listening prayer. I've heard some cool things. Um, but yeah, it just kind of all comes together of like two weeks ago, I had no idea what it meant, but just continuing to say yes, continuing to listen, continuing to let community speak in and you end up where you end up. Does that mean I'm going overseas? No, but I'm going to keep listening. I'm going to keep saying yes. And I'm going to dream that, whether I'm in business or whether I'm overseas, God could use my life for a billion people to be on their knees, uh, giving him the glory that he's worthy of. Man. So good. So good. I, uh, Thomas, I am 
so continually challenged and inspired by you and your not just your heart for the Lord, but your intentionality of, man, I want to do everything I can to remove myself mm-hmm. from the equation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want any of this to be about me. And even in, in saying like, man, I want God to use me for a billion people to know him, recognizing like that may be one conversation. It doesn't right. have to be, I don't have to be the next Billy Graham. I, it doesn't have yeah. to be about me because it, the story is not about me. The story is exactly. about Jesus. And, and you know, people who are listening to this podcast who don't know you may hear that and be like, Oh yeah, that's a cool sentiment. But like, I've known you for now several years. And I've been able to see a lot of that journey up close and personal. And that is a continuing theme and it continues mm-hmm. to be refined and you continue to figure out how, what that looks like and how that is on display in your life. But man, I'm, I'm so challenged and, and it is an honor to call mm-hmm. you a dear friend and get to see God do this in your life. So, uh, thank you. Much love for you, dude. Absolutely. Real. Absolutely. And you, oh my Amy. gosh, it does hug. It was so sweet. <laughs> Bro hug. Uh, well, it's not a video podcast, so no one will know if I we know. did or not. Yeah. I was actually thinking before uh, we recorded today, I was like, are we going to mention video? Po-? We've mentioned it almost every, every episode. episode. Like, video? we should, we should be a video podcast. Time. Yeah. You, you can't put someone this ugly on a video, though. So oh, no. sometimes you have to. <laughs> we intentionally got you in before we started the video podcast. Yeah, exactly. I, know. I would like, too. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> Some people will bring back on once we start the video podcast because it'll just really help. But other people, it's like, no, they're a one and done. They're so just you specifically. That's Maybe what, no one else. None, that's none what of the my rest mom of tells our, me yeah. like every night, too. She's no. just like, hey, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Amy feels so incredibly awkward right now. That's just so yeah, because she's like, that's just wrong. You shouldn't talk to each other like that. So yeah, no, my mom um, does love me. Yeah, shout out mom. Shout out mom. Love you, mom. <laughs> oh man, so oh, good, gosh. so good. Well, we uh, we've already laughed a lot, but we like to have fun here mm-hmm. on the story we're sharing podcast, and um, we cannot let you sign out without having a little bit of fun. Oh, I love it. You like also fun. are a very um, competitive person. So we're going to see, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to see how that plays out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a God-honoring competitive person. <laughs> Facts. That's really great. Okay, oh, so this is fun. We're going to try a new little game today. Yes. Y'all can play. We'll make y'all do it on your own. So like Chris mm. versus Thomas. Ooh, um, so you'll each bring get, it. I'll each give you, it's, well, it might be hard, but it's called State by Cities. So I'm going to give you three cities and uh, you tell crap. me what... <laughs> Yes. You need to tell me what state it's in. I know. As I thought about it, I was like, Chris might actually be really good at this. Oh, don't set me up for failure. I'm terrible at this. Okay, anyway. So... She just wants everyone to know how dumb I am. <laughs> no, not at all. It's just I needed a game. And Is this, this one came all these cities in America or what? <laughs> if, this was, if this was Central Asia, yeah, Thomas would be on. all over it. Oh, I should have planned better. Uh, no, yes. These are all American states. Okay. So I'm going to give you three cities and I'll give you like a couple of guesses. Okay. Just, you know, best guess. So here's the first one. Also, well, is this like a race? No, no. Okay. No, she's asking you first. You're going to oh, okay. get to go first. Yeah. And then if you like get it wrong, Chris can give a shot, whatever. And then I'll okay. give the answer. Um, I will say before, uh, he's Ooh, had already a lot a more years to learn. Oh, a lot more years state than I have. Was that, was that respecting your elders or calling me old? Um, for sure. Respecting my elders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> also, if I'm pronouncing these wrong, sorry, I don't, some of these are new for me too. So, and we probably um, have listeners in all of these cities. I know. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You can. Yeah. We don't have an email. I was like, you can write in and tell us how we messed up, but it's fine. Yeah. Okay, the first one. Norfolk. That's already wrong. Roanoke and Alexandria. Wait, I have to Nor- answer for all yeah. three. So they're, they're all in the, the same, same state. state. 
Oh, so Virginia. Like, yes, Virginia. Good job. Nailed yeah. it. Good job. Woo. Nailed it. <laughs> that's one. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, it's Virginia for the first one, Virginia for the second one, and I think Virginia I for the third maybe. one. Maybe. <laughs> I got Virginia. Three. I'm I got three right. <laughs> Is there a South? <laughs> There's a West, but not a South. Oh, gosh. All right, Chris, here's yours. Grand Rapids, Lansing, and Dearborn. Michigan. Good job. One, one. Okay, look at us go. Oh, he's keeping score. Oh, no, score. oh, no. Even better. Okay, Thomas. Um, Macon, Athens, and Augusta. Georgia. Quincy. Nailed it. Augusta, Georgia, so the Masters, Masters, less than two months away. Okay. Ready, Chris? Tacoma, Vancouver, and Bellevue. Washington. Yes. There's a Vancouver, Washington? Yeah, I mean, I didn't make it. Yeah. I'm glad but, you didn't yeah. ask me that. I knew Tacoma, so... <laughs> Okay, here we go, Thomas. Huntsville, Greensville, and Troy. Texas. That's not right. But they're Alabama. All, all three of those are in Texas. Alabama. It's no, <laughs> not the right ones. Huntsville, Greensville, and what? Troy. Hmm. Is there a Troy, Texas? Maybe there is a Troy, Texas. I don't know. For sure. <laughs> wait, I'm like, Googling this Thomas right now. Like, while Chris is going you can get half a point, even though it's not what I was thinking of. <laughs> no, you don't get a half point. You're losing. Okay, well, there is Greenville. While Thomas looks this up, Chris, here's yours. It's Elizabeth, true. Fort Lee, and Orange. Texas. No. Well, there's an Orange, Texas. That's the only one I knew. Thomas, would you yeah. like to make a guess? Can you say them again? I yes, was proving I, my point, yes. but I was right on the last yeah. I would like to say. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth, Fort Lee, and Orange. Um, Elizabeth, Fort Lee, and Orange. Uh, I would say, I don't know, Mississippi. No, it's actually New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. That rolls right that's off the not, tongue. Not yeah. shade. Okay. No shade. Okay. Still three to two. Okay. Me. I'm, I'm winning okay. for those of you QB squared home. So this is technically <sighs> Thomas' turn. Okay, Your turn. Ready? Yorba Linda. What? Yorba Linda. Thousand Oaks and Modesto. I think you just made those up. <laughs> nope. Uh, Modesto, Norba Linda, and. Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda. <laughs> and what's the last one? Modesto, Thousand Oaks was the second one. Okay, what just flows like Thousands Oaks, Ohio, Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota. No. California. California. I thought Modesto would have given it yeah. away. Modesto, California. Uh, all right. That's no. all right. Chris, here you go. Ready? <laughs> Give him something hard. <laughs> I tried. New Jersey was hard. Yeah. Okay. Gary. Bloomington and Santa Claus. Indiana. Santa Claus. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> this is wild. Okay, here we go, Thomas. You have it. You can do this. No, I can. Yes. Yeah. I have a 150 shot. This. Okay. It's true. That's great math. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Only Bowie and Rockville. Don't guess Texas. I'm just going to help you. Louisiana. No. Bowie. I just thought, you know, maybe. Only and Rockville. Only Rockville, Bowie. Bowie. Tennessee. No, this is Maryland. Maryland. There oh, you go. Dang. It's all right. We forget about that one. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was a state. <laughs> okay, the last one, okay. Chris. Okay. Or, you know what? Here we go. Thomas, if you could get this and Chris doesn't, you'll win the whole game. Yeah. Let's just say that. Ready? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Rochester, St. Cloud, Little Falls. New York. No. Mm. Mm, I think I know. Uh, Rochester said the other two. St. Cloud and Little Falls. It's in the Northeast. Um, yes i will (laughs) maine 
No. Whatever. Does anyone want to make a final guess? This won't count. Any ideas? Connecticut. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Keep throwing them out there. No, uh, Minnesota. 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 Oh, Saint Cloud, Minnesota. That's not, All right. I mean, Way it's, to go. It's northeast-ish of here. Yeah. <laughs> <That counts. laughs> we base everything off Texas. <laughs> well, shouldn't we? We should. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. If you are not from Texas and you are listening to this, thank you very much. We love you, but we also love Texas. We, just, we also don't we, know where you live. We, just, <laughs> we, need to take some geography we have lessons. no idea where on the map you reside. <laughs> it's uh, Texas and the rest of the world, baby. Yeah. Come on. It's true. Always. It's true. Well, Thomas, thank you so much uh, for for who you are, but also for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you both. Y'all are incredible. I love this place, these people, and... What a God we serve. Amen. 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 Amy? Gosh, so much fun. I know. Honestly, I just hope when people hear this, like it kind of just gives them a little confidence to want to talk about their story or just be bold mm-hmm. in it. So I hope if you heard Thomas's today, that, that just kind of stirred something in you because it was so good. So yeah. good. So much to learn, so much to take away from the people around us and the interactions that we have. Man, even just little yeses. We don't have to sit around and wait for the big thing mm-hmm. or make some monumental change. It just starts with saying yes. And so, mm-hmm. man, get out there, say yes, go share your life, share your story with somebody. Keep being a storyteller. We love you guys. We will see you next time on the Story We're Sharing podcast. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>